0: everyone a very warm welcome back to the Dr Christianheim podcast where we're living for mental health love and compassion we're so glad you could join us again my name is Caroline Heim and i'm sitting here with Dr Christianheim hello and here today we're going to be looking at part 2 of a three part series on borderline personality disorder Today's episode, we're going to be looking at six insights to help you manage your borderline personality disorder. Okay, so let's get started. So as a psychiatrist who's worked extensively with people who have battled borderline personality disorder, I want to let you know that it took me a long time before I came up with the word six insights to help you manage your borderline personality disorder. I was toying with a few words, six hints, Six ways, six tips. But you know what? All of those words kind of trivialized a borderline personality disorder. And anybody who is listening to this, who is battling borderline, knows that it's no trivial matter whatsoever. It's really quite serious. And there have to be ways of managing it and ideally having it go away. And these six insights to help you manage your borderline personality disorder are designed to help you do that or help you do that with a therapist. Because look, to battle borderline, it takes effort. It takes time and commitment and it takes a therapist most of the time. And therapists know what they're doing and they're good. It's worth it because you're worth it. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's get into the six insights to help you manage your borderline personality disorder. Insight number one, take the responsibility, but not the blame. I'll say that again, take the responsibility, but not the blame. This is the essence of borderline. Borderline is not you. Borderline is an illness. It's a disorder that is separate from who you are. The you that wants to get better is separate from your personality. The borderline doesn't want to get better. It wants to perpetuate states that aren't actually good for you. But you, you want to get better if only you could. So here's the situation. It's like you're standing outside your brain and observing what's going on inside your brain and inside your personality. So right there, you can tell. That you're separate and it's important to remember that because you'll be down on yourself if you start thinking that you are the borderline the other thing is you need to take responsibility for things like your words your actions and your wellness you want to take responsibility for giving yourself the best chance to succeed in life and that means overcoming the borderline as an adult These are the things that you've got to take responsibility for. When you were a child, and if anything happened to hurt you as a child, you were not responsible for that. You were not to blame for that. Somebody else was responsible and was to blame for that. Now, your best chance of succeeding in life is overcoming borderline. As I said before, that usually means treatment with a therapist. Which brings us to insight number two. Get the borderline treated with a trusted professional. All right, now I've heard it before. It's not fair that you need treatment. And I agree with you, but you do. And look, depending on how severe your particular borderline personality disorder may be, wellness for you may only be a year or two away. The more severe the disorder The longer that it takes, a therapist can let you know about your unique situation. Here's the thing. The symptoms of borderline personality disorder have to do with getting on with other people. So your treatment will look at how you can get on with other people and it becomes vital how you get on with your therapist. In a group or an individual situation, you will be looking at techniques to be able to get on well with other people and with yourself and to stabilize your mood. You need to find a therapist that you're uh, reasonably comfortable with, build trust, ask questions. And as I said before, therapists who specialize in borderline are generally very good because they're comfortable with people and they're comfortable with strong emotions. All right, it takes effort to get better, even when you're working with a trusted professional. Have a workbook of some sort, keep a computer file, however you make notes, because as you work, you will get insights and any insight that you get is worth gold, but it'll only be worth gold when you're able to capture them, to write them out, to learn from them, to practice what you talk about in sessions, to research the condition and ask more questions about what's going on inside of you. So that's insight number two, Get your borderline personality disorder treated with a trusted professional. Insight number three is a bit more difficult, but it is very important. Here it is. Get on top of self-harm as soon as you can. Now, people with borderline personality disorder often resist letting go of self-harm. Okay, so self-harm is cutting yourself, doing other things to cause yourself pain, uh, wiping yourself on alcohol, uh, drugs, um, having risky sex or having risky adventures. People don't like letting this go, firstly, because they make you feel good. So it feels like you'll be losing an old friend. You are. Also, at first, it'll feel like you're trying to do the impossible. You are at first. And the thing is that we do know that self-harm has benefits. It releases tension. It releases anger. It makes good feelings actually flow. You get the punishment that a part of you believes you deserve. It calms anxiety. But for all of this, it's still got to go. Why, you ask? Okay, for all of this good that it seems to do you, it actually reinforces your badness. It reinforces an idea that you have that you deserve punishment. And the truth is that you are not bad and you do not deserve punishment. You deserve wellness. Now, I'm going to use an example here that might upset a few of you, but I've got to talk about it. Would you ever cut into your own cat? Would you ever wipe it out on alcohol or drugs? No, of course not. Oh, poor putty cat. I wouldn't do that. That's exactly right. You wouldn't. So I want you to think about that because you deserve to be treated at least as well as your cat. You'll have to think about this a lot. You'll have to reflect on it. You'll have to ponder on it. You'll have to look at your cat and say, I deserve to be loved as much as this cat. At first, it'll just be thoughts. But eventually, when you work through things with a therapist and you process a lot of strong emotions, you will begin to feel that it's actually true. You deserve to be treated at least as well as your cat. This is actually true. You see, every time you self-harm, you make a decision somewhere. You decide, I'll oh, stuff it. I'll do it. Find that point in you because that point is the point of power. Look for it, then look for alternatives. Now, you may find yourself getting angry the next time you want to self harm, and you'll be getting angry at me because I told you about this point and I told you that it's your responsibility and I told you that you make a decision. Get angry. That's fine. You can get angry with me, but then. Take that point of power, take responsibility, and then look for alternatives. Even if it means sitting in a chair for hours or even days until the urge of self-harm goes away, and I'm quite serious about that, just make the decision not to self-harm. And like a giant wave, the urge to self-harm will actually go away. And when you experience that, you will feel victorious you will feel, my gosh, I got over it. I got past that point where the urge left me. And you will feel really good about yourself there. There's another reason why it is so important to get on top of self-harm early. It's because your self-harm deeply affects the people around you in ways that I don't think that you fully appreciate. If you love somebody, and if somebody loves you, Cutting yourself is like cutting them. It hurts them. Now, I know that you may not think this, but they feel it. And what often happens is they'll complain, you'll get angry, you may have an argument, then you start thinking that nobody understands me anymore, and you feel bad, and you start cutting some more. So you're in a bad cycle. It gets worse. When you cut yourself, people who are close to you start feeling foolish for loving you. Children get very anxious if their mother starts cutting themselves. Parents get very angry because they feel helpless. Friends start to avoid you and your partners get anxious, they get frustrated and they will eventually leave. And what All these people are saying, the children, the parents, the friends and the people that are close to you, they're actually saying, look, why can't you just respect and love yourself the way that I have grown to love you? And when you think about it, that's pretty reasonable. Unfortunately, your borderline will not see it that way. But slowly, slowly, step by step, you will see what they actually see, a wonderful person. And you will start to give that wonderful person respect. And that's all about insight number three, get on top of self-harm as soon as you can. Okay, how are you going? We're halfway through. You still with me? Let's go on. Insight number four, find better coping mechanisms. In a sense, this is what it's all about. Your borderline hurts and your coping mechanism is self-harm or some other way that tends to be destructive to you. So I'm gonna give you a list of better coping structures, but I'm gonna tell you in advance. For you at the moment, these may not feel as good as your current coping mechanism, but here's the thing. They'll be much better for you, and eventually they will actually feel good to you. Here they are. Go for a walk. Jog. Exercise. Set goals. Make plans. Draw. Sing. Listen to hard-hitting music. Listen to beautiful music. Garden. Bake. Cook. Laugh with some friends. Paint. Practice a musical instrument. Learn how to juggle. That's one of my favorites, actually, because it's really hard to self-harm while you're juggling something. Try it sometime. Write in your anger book. Tear up a phone book. Pound mattresses, whatever it takes. Now, I know you're going to tell me, no, these don't work. They're not good enough. And I agree with you. They're not going to be good enough. But that doesn't mean that they don't work. They just don't work enough. So I want you to go for working 70% before you get that feeling of 100%. I'll tell you when that feeling of 100% comes when you've got better coping mechanisms. When you eventually overcome your self-harm, And you feel good about that because once you feel good about that, you'll protect that feeling. You'll say, oh my gosh, that feels good. I actually did it. I'm actually over self-harm and you will protect that. You won't want to give up that feeling, okay? So that feels better already, okay? So get into it. Whatever does it for you, gardening, cooking, playing a musical instrument, pounding mattresses, I don't care. Just do it. Put in your own plan. All right, we're up to insight number five. This is going to sound a bit strange, but stay with me. Insight number five is working on borderline involves voluntary suffering. Now, I'll tell you what I mean by that. We live in a, in a world of fun, excitement, entertainment. And, you know, we don't talk too much about suffering and pain because we don't like it. And everything that you need to do to be able to manage your borderline means voluntary suffering. Taking responsibility for your words and your actions is painful. Going to see a therapist is painful. Giving up self-harm is painful. Finding alternative coping mechanisms is painful. Learning things about yourself and your emotions is painful. Facing the past is painful. Working on your mood and your relationships is And accepting that life is not fair and controlling your anger through all of this is very painful. Still, I want you to put up your hand for all of this because this is small suffering. I want you to put up your hand voluntarily to do this small suffering for a future, a more fulfilling future, filled with personal growth, better relationships, and dare I say it, love. So that's insight number five. Working on borderline involves voluntary suffering. Insight number six. This is an easier one. This is a a bit of a, a pep talk, a bit of a boost to make you feel good. Here it is. Remember, you are not the problem. Borderline is the problem. Deep inside you, underneath all your borderline symptoms, is a person, and that person is the you that you really are without borderline personality disorder. This is the real you, and this you is waiting to grow, is waiting to develop, is waiting to emerge, and is waiting to be expressed. So what I want you to do is take this person's hand, form an alliance with this person, and together... Face the real problem, which is borderline. Remember, you are not the problem. Borderline is the problem. You're worth it. So as a quick recap of the six insights to help you manage your borderline personality disorder, the first one is take responsibility for yourself, for your words, for your actions, for your treatment, but don't take any of the blame. You are not to blame for Borderline or anything that happened to you in your childhood. Insight number two, get Borderline Personality Disorder treated with a trusted professional. Look, we have some really good therapies that work with Borderline. Find a therapist and move forward in your life. Insight number three is get on top of self-harm as soon as you can so that You move away from seeing yourself as somebody who deserves punishment, moving on to somebody who deserves wellness and love. Remember your cat. Treat yourself as least as well as that. Insight number four is to find better coping mechanisms, walking, jogging, exercise, listening to music, gardening, baking, cooking, whatever does it for you keep yourself occupied and enjoy yourself. Uh, I'll come back to juggling because juggling takes only two weeks of a half an hour a day practice and you can juggle and you'll feel good about that. So now you've got a choice between self-harming and juggling, okay? Number five, insight number five is working on borderline involves voluntary suffering, but it's well worth it. And insight number six is to remember that you are not the problem, borderline is the problem. The real you is the person without borderline wanting to grow, develop and love. And you're worth it. I really hope these insights will help you get on top of borderline personality disorder. Join us next time for part three of this series.